cream of the crop. Welcome to the 102nd edition of the Guna Podcast, recorded on the Monday evening between Arsenal's matches away to Liverpool and at home to AC Milan. At the beginning of March, thanks to our sponsors GunaShirts.com, the website for all of your coolest Arsenal t-shirts. I'm your host, David Udo, and still with me on the panel from our previous recordings this evening are Steve Ashford, Simon Rose and Kevin Witcher. And it's a bit of a special, this edition, as we're going to focus on one current player in the Arsenal squad, with some reminiscence and some speculation about his future. I did want to do Wukash Fabianski, but the man we've chosen is Robin Van Persie. So, so let's go back to the beginning. And do remember the first sighting of our future captain at the old Highbury Stage Stadium. It was, what, at the end of the 2004 season, wasn't it? It's a very silent nod from my nods from my colleague. It was. It was the Invincibles Day when we defeated Leicester to finish their campaign uh, unbeaten. And my main memory is that it's the trousers, isn't it? He had some dodgy <laughs> gear on, didn't he? Were they pinstripe or something? And they, they, they were like Beetlejuice well, they trousers. They were giant black. He, he was trousers. presented yeah. to the crowd as our new signing. You know, here is Robin van Persie. In fact, I think actually history might have been quite different because. I had this vague idea we tried to actually get him in January and instead um, uh, I mean we were also going for Reyes as well and so both these deals were ongoing and I think basically the Reyes one came together and the Van Persie one didn't uh, probably because we were haggling over the money <laughs> but um, as it turned out you know Reyes played a part in, in seeing us through that invincible season um, and looked, you know, a very good buy. But it's interesting how history has um, has changed since then, because you know these two players were effectively competing for the same spot, and Reyes certainly got the nod early on. But look how it's all turned out. You know, Van Persie's the one who's proved the the better buy. But uh, yes, a fashion disaster on his first appearance at Arsenal. Going back to the start, Stephen Simon, hands on the buzzers almost. Where did he come from and which European trophy did he win before his arrival in North London? He came Feyenoord. from Feyenoord. Yeah. He did, did come from Feyenoord, absolutely. So why most I've got no idea, actually. The answer was put in front of me. <laughs> the question was put in front of me. I'd, I'd, sure. yeah, yeah. I'd say the UEFA Cup. Kev? It was indeed the UEFA Cup in 2002, and there's, there's another Arsenal connection. Absolutely, in that game, which two future Arsenal players lined up for the losing side? Um, well, you'd have to guess the losing yeah, side. Yeah, I was going to say, you can work it out. This is good. Um, was, it, was it Seville, and were the players um, Scalacci and Reyes? No. <laughs> <laughs> we can pass it over. Well, I've got no idea. I've got no idea. <laughs> what was the team? Shall I give you a clue then? Please. All right. It was the game that final took place in Feyenoord's own stadium, because the way you have to do these things... You right, know. right. Um, and the opposing team didn't have to travel too far. Ajax. They had to travel across a border, though. A Belgian uh, team, Anderlecht. Almost. But not Belgium. Uh, German team? Indeed. And um, on, on the West. Holland? Indeed it was. Zicky? He was one. Meta second? No. no. And. Oh, God. You might struggle for the other. Oh, oh a midfielder that didn't last very long. It was, yeah, it wasn't Stefan Mount, I'm sure. <laughs> um, oh, crikey, hell of a question. Um, oh, oh yes. 
It was, yes. 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 With Van Persie in opposition, I'll have to get hold of a video of that game and just oh watch God. these guys. You know, amazing, surreal, but amazing, yeah. unbelievable. So he was he was a, a he won a European uh, tournament medal at I can't know how so, old he was. So that's very young. About when he goes, he's won his trophies. <laughs> he's already. got his trophies. Two thousand and five <laughs> FA Cup. Yep. Two thousand and two or three. He's got or the set. UEFA Cup. This year we'll get the this year we'll get the player of the year hopefully and the third place trophy the golden, <laughs> the golden boot the third place trophy why does he want to leave for trophies mm. that's it it, was, it really was a different club when he first joined I mean imagine when when he first joined generally our starting centre forwards were Omri and Bergkamp and then the players behind them were Wiltord Carnu Reyes and Van Persie what we got this year Benekafobi. Seriously, it was a different world. On well, that day, when you wore his sort of crazy chef uh, disco pants, <laughs> and we won the league, you know, unbeaten. And the following season, he wasn't so good in the league, but won the FA Cup. He probably thought, yeah, this would be great. Win, you know, whatever it is each year, it'd be great players, and I'll probably play quite a bit, and it'd be wonderful. And now, of course, this is this season. We're just partly initially grateful that he's not yet had a bad injury, um, and he hasn't uh, really won a, a great deal. It was mm. just amazing how. Although we kind of hoped he'd be like a regular goal scorer, I don't think anyone, including him, would have thought he'd score the the avalanche of goals he's got in the last year or so. Absolutely, well, he was he was a wide man when he was bought. You know, he was supposed to be another Henri in that Wenger had visions of converting him, um, but at the same time, you know, there was also uh, a belief that he could could be a new Bergkamp as well mm. and as it's turned out he could be either you know his link play is absolutely wonderful and if we did have an old fashioned number nine type forward you know he, or, or let's say Henri <laughs> you know when he wasn't sort of trying to be top dog and uh, giving Van Persie dirty looks um, you know he, he could be a wonderful provider in the way that Bergkamp was as well as weighing in with goals so, um, I mean, it, it, what's, what's developed is that now he's had a season or 18 months without an injury, you, know, you realise what an absolutely incredible talent he was. Because when he had short spells, you know, you didn't quite realise it, I think, how special he was. But he's done it so consistently now, it's, it's, it just doesn't bear thinking about that he could leave. Do you remember that goal he got against Southampton, where, in, I think, in his first season? I think we were either 2 0 or 2 1 down. Uh, and Van Persie got the equaliser. He cut in from the right wing up the North Bank end at Highbury. Uh, cut in, uh, sold someone a dummy, took, took it to the edge of the penalty area and curved the most unbelievable shot in off the bar in the far corner to give us an equaliser in about the third minute of injury time. Mm, yeah. And I remember then thinking, my God, this geezer's got so much He kind of arrived in that moment. Yeah, that's a yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to happen. Wow, that's happened. Yeah, and you've seen him do that so many times since then. Mm. But that was kind of like him you know, announcing himself to the world. I can do this, and I'm going to be brilliant. And as a result of that goal, I actually got 11 Van Persie on the back of my 2004-2005 shirt. You used to that. I mean, I remember he sort of started like that. I mean, bear in mind he probably did that one game in 12, that kind of thing. I thought, oh, brilliant. Wenger signed a younger, wider Carnot. 
Yeah. You know, it's like he will occasionally score an absolutely brilliant goal. But they did absolutely nothing. I mean, it's right what what Kev was saying. I mean, he was a little bit like Bergkamp. Having said that, a completely different wide player like Lundberg. But ultimately, maybe he's just in the squad as the the person to replace Henri when he's injured or rested. That kind of thing. I mean, you have to bear in mind until about eighteen months ago when Klaus Schamhuntelaar was playing up front for um, Holland. He played up front of his own. Van Persie was playing on the right wing. Did that until eighteen months ago. So mm. it's a very right, actually, he did play them wide quite a lot. The interesting thing with Van Persie is that he's now really matured physically. In that, when he was with us early on, he was gangly. He was like a you know a newly born gazelle who's going to fall down at any moment. Really, all legs. And now he's much more control of himself. That goal he got against Spurs. I don't think he could have scored that a year or mm. so ago because he did so much to manoeuvre that ball from where it was away from his on his right foot back between a number of players so he can get it on his left foot and then whack it and he's, he is so good on that left foot he believes he can do anything on that left foot any goal is scorable for him he, he believes it mm. and although a lot of people say don't didn't necessarily believe he could last the season or get the goals if he did play he's also I think it's a great thing with Van Persie he's bringing the best out of some others now because lots of people don't rate uh, Walcott everyone knows personally that I, I believe he should be played in the kind of Romney position off the left it's a total waste on the right hand side but Van Persie at least is getting a lot more out of Walcott because Walcott is providing a lot of goals for Van Persie mm. he's getting loads of assists and he's scoring some goals albeit it's all of a sudden he scores some goals that, that is great it's great for Walcott that Van Persie is in such great form because suddenly he's getting the chance to be a better player mm. when, when he first joined I mean, he joined at the end of the unbeatable season in 2003-2004 um, in the January, immediately before him joining us in the summer, um, we, we signed a completely different player. He was a left-footed centre-forward, um, you know, in Jose Antonio Reyes. Uh, it was com- essentially, Kev, was he competing with him, with him for a place in the side the next season? Well, we have already gone over this ground a little bit, but uh, yes. But uh, what I would raise is, is how both of those players got on with Thierry Henry because initially they were both in his shadow and in a way Van Persie is the kind of character that even though he's young you know being Dutch he was quite spiky had quite a bit of attitude and although he might not have thought I'm top dog he he certainly wouldn't have had an inferiority complex with Henri and I suspect that may have um, wound Henri up the wrong way so I've got this feeling that Henri and Van Persie only actually started something like 20-odd matches together in the time before Henri actually um, left in 2007. Now, I might have that wrong, but I've got this idea they didn't actually play together very often. And part of the reason was they just did not gel. And I, I think some I of think that... A lot of players didn't gel with, with, with Henri. It might have come down to personality. I mean, we love Henri. He's an absolute god and legend. But if he had a, if he had a fault, it was that he didn't suffer lesser players gladly, and he certainly didn't suffer Reyes gladly at all. I mean, the, the glares that he used to give to Reyes when Reyes didn't read his pass or Reyes didn't set him up or Reyes was a bit greedy or Reyes didn't run into the space. Somebody <coughs> running, he's running. I mean, you could see it from when I was sitting at the back of the North Bank. The glares were incredible, 
And I think a lot of that affected Reyes' confidence. Mm. I, I think that's, a, that's an odd thing. I mean, he did absolutely detest Reyes. I mean, he mm. never used to celebrate goals in or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And um, at the time, Henri essentially ran the team. And, um, you know, could sort of do that kind of thing. And Paul Reyes got set to one side. But I remember when Henri rejoined us on loan uh, in January, uh, he mentioned about the fact that him and Van Persie never used to get on when he was there originally. Oh. So he said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's better in fairness too. I mean, they celebrated everything together. We're holding hands, and you know, yeah, yeah. Right. it's all hunky dory. Absolutely, yeah. They both come to realise now that Arsenal is is bigger than the sum of the parts. Bigger than their egos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, I mean. It, the whole of the 2004-2005 season, he, he he got got used to playing for Arsenal, you know, slowly but surely. Although in the FA Cup final that year, am I correct in remembering that we had, had a situation where Henri wasn't fit and we just played one person up front on his own, and it wasn't the young Van Persie; it was the okay. yeah, the ancient. I can't run anywhere, but I will do it up on my own for the best part of two hours. Uh, Paul Burkett. I mean, but the, the first thing that really happened where we saw Sadman took notice of Van Persie was probably the goal he scored against Cheltenham in autumn 2006. Were any of you three at the Valley that day? I was. No. Yeah, no, I was there, yeah. I mean, it was just... I mean, it was just an incredible goal. And, uh, I mean, it, it demonstrates, in a way, um, his ability to control the football. Because, obviously, the height of the thing... The speed of the thing, you know, you can connect with those. It could have gone, you know, twenty yards over the roof at uh, that end, which was was the Arsenal end. And uh, but he's done that many times, and he even did it on 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 Saturday lunchtime against Liverpool. You know, he gets a ball in the air, and he just knows how to connect with it in a way that uh, puts lesser players to shame. And uh, I just think it shows, in a way, what a brilliant technical footballer he is, and and you could almost say, you know, that's the kind of thing you might only get from an academy like Ajax, you know, where where technique is king, and 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 the way they make the players work with the ball, and they do aspire to that at Arsenal. They do actually try and get players doing that sort of thing with the ball, but for some reason the Dutch just seem to be better at it and I don't know why my, my personal opinion is, is that that goal was scored in 2006 at Charlton uh, I think but for injuries the status that he enjoys now and the goals that he scores now he could possibly have done that a hell of a lot earlier and reached this stage two or three years earlier if not for all those injuries that he had yes. when you yeah. consider that 2007, 8, 9 he missed most of all those three seasons mm. yeah He's been back now for 18 months, relatively injury-free, totally injury-free almost. And it's only now that we're actually beginning to give him the godlike status that you know, he really did deserve in 2006. How many club goals has he scored now? Has he made 100 yet? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, he's got, God, he's yeah. got he's 124, so he's now 8th in the list. He's just come yeah. past, I think, David Jack and yeah. Joe Humes. He like yeah. So, so if, he hadn't, if he hadn't been injured, there's a serious chance he might have actually been threatening on Reza. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Which says it all, really. And so. if, he's, if, he, if he does sign a new contract in the summer, mm. in two years' time, he, he will be celebrating 10 years at Arsenal. Mm. So mm. There'll, be a, there'll be a testimonial thrown into that. Mm. Well, in this day and age, there might be a charity game, but I don't think any player <laughs> would have the balls to actually <laughs> stage a testimonial and take the money now. <laughs> so he might do a charity game. 
Um, we, we talked about the, the injuries uh, amongst all that, and I remember one in particular. It was when it was one of my favourite games at the new stadium. Actually, it was when we played against Man United at home. It was nil nil until about seventy five, uh, about seventy minutes, and then Rooney scored out of nowhere, and it was as though the game was over. And then Van Persie, I think, came on as a substitute, equalised, and, and did his did his toe, yeah, yeah, did his metatarsal. It was a hell of a goal, hell of a lunge to get to it with his left foot, and at the counts he just broke his little toe, and that ruled him out. That was in January. That yeah. ruled him out for five months. Yeah. Is and he then scored the winner with yeah. a brilliant header yeah. great yeah. header Gates through yeah. yeah. Van der Sar that was wonderful any other weird injuries any of you can remember that he's had in fairness that could be well, about I mean, I mean the, the, the bad one was I mean it was always seemed to get them on international duty yeah. which is, might be a myth but <laughs> he really got a bad one from I think the now Juventus player an Italian defender Chiellini yeah. um, mm. which was genuinely awful I remember seeing a picture of the injury afterwards um, and it was horrific. I mean, it was a really bad one. So, I mean, he's the kind of player that he gets he gets meaty, aggressive defenders trying to leave their mark on him. And also and the way he plays as well. The way he plays, he leaves his standing foot on the ground for a long time, maybe le- 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 leaving it as a target. But uh, mm. I mean, it's 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 what might have been. You know, you wonder with some of these seasons we've had when we've come close. You wonder if he'd been fit all season if we'd have actually won the league. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 2008, possibly. Yeah. I think I'm correct in saying yeah. last season, it was only after Christmas he was he was fit and could play yeah. all the time. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. just been a tale of woe, but it's nice. How ironic now. He's finally got, uh, it looks like, you know, touch wood, that he might actually get a season under his belt. And yet, at the end of it, we could lose the bugger. You know, I mean, it's it's. it's we don't have to lose it. We don't have we to don't lose it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you, you worry, you will. Even the worst could be that we do get him to sign a new end of his career contract, five years, uh, on one hundred and seventy thousand pounds a week with a five million pound bonus at one. Uh, at paid, paid up front. Oh yeah, absolutely. Loyalty bonus paid up front. And uh, who does that remind us of? And what's the connection? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not necessarily citing anything that's happened previously, although that will happen, and he'll injure himself in the first training session afterwards and put himself out, probably for the rest of his life. Um, going back to some good news, though, um, we spoke about the goal versus Charlton, but, I mean, he's a very special player, and he scores very, very special goals all the time. Um, Simon, what are your other memorable goal or goals that Van Persie scored? Well, there's so many. There's 124 goals he's scored now. Um <laughs> I don't know. I just think I, I, I love I love to see Van Persie when he's got the ball in a context where there's nothing really on, but he conjures it into a position where he can can whack it. And I think it's great for someone who's so predominantly left-footed that he will try and use his right foot, and he's got better. He got that great goal against Inter Milan. I think it was in the Emirates Cup a couple of seasons ago that really exemplified just the effort he'll put into creating a, a chance to shoot. Goals like that really sort of stand out for me. Mm. I mean, you can look at kind of obvious ones like certain free kicks he's got in games. I think this season against Sunderland, he got a late free kick. Um, yeah. Goals that win games, that change games, uh, are really potent. But I, I love the effort. He's got such a fervour to try and get a goal. You don't ever come away from a, a chance that Van Persie's had and thought, he's not really tried there. He's kind of given a bit of a half effort. He puts everything into it. And like we're saying, it's, it is a real shame that he's not been able to last some of the recent seasons because with his effort and the goals that he's scored, because he's always scored at a good rate, just mm. not necessarily you know for long, um, we would undoubtedly have done much better. 
Kev, is, is it goals that he scored this season which have, which have taken his ability and, and his regularity for scoring great goals to the next level, or is there something in the past? Well, I think he, he when he did have a run of games, he was always capable of doing something special. I mean, I remember, I think, I don't know if it was three... We won at Chelsea two or three years ago, and I remember him conjuring a goal out of nothing. He just got the ball in the box. Oh, on, his, on his right foot. Surrounded by players. Yeah. And, and he, said he, was offside, he made the space he and got the shot in. Did he score twice in that he game? He did, he scored yeah. both goals in yeah. two yeah. I mean, that's Do you remember that brilliant volley he got at White Hart Lane last year, which would have been the winner for us to make it a 4-3 win? Well, but he was disallowed because he was offside. That's right. But in reality, he was about four yards onside. Yeah. And it was a volley with his left foot from about 30 yards out. Flew over the Spurs keeper right into the corner. Yeah. How are they going to have the cheek to disallow that goal? I never know. It's just outrageous. I'm still furious now. (laughs) I mean, and the other thing you cannot forget was the first goal against Barcelona last season in that that home home game when we won. I mean, obviously, Arsene got the winner. But the actual angle, uh, was it a volley uh, or a half volley? No, it, it was a half volley, it was a half right volley. at the near post. Yeah. But it was an incredible angle and, uh, you know, he seems to, in terms of accuracy, uh, he, he can get that little gap in, in beat the keeper with sheer pace and accuracy with some of his shots. And the one thing that has interested me recently is we always used to look to him for scoring free kicks and he used to do that quite a bit. But I, I'm struggling to actually remember the last free kick. He Sunderland this year. I think it was that Sunderland one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did he do one against um, West Brom as well? Could be wrong. But mm, I'm not sure, but they don't no, seem... I don't, I don't seem to be like... Yeah. It used to be every free kick, you're right, okay, it's Van Persie, it's Van Persie. It doesn't seem to happen so often now to me. Maybe I think that's partly the way we play. We don't actually... We're not clever enough, if you like, devious enough, to lay the ball into somebody five or so yards outside the penalty area and take the first bump and, and go down our passes tend to be once at least one person's actually got in the box mm. and we're almost a bit too honest in some of the style we kind of play but I think one thing for me with Van Persie that, that makes him so difficult to stop this season is that when he was younger and he was awkward and gangly he almost fooled his own attempts to score by not quite getting under control now because of he, he's so much better physically and he knows what he's going to do because of the nature of his frame and he's kind of big and awkward for people to deal with Opposition find it hard to get close enough to it to stop him. Some of these goals we're citing, you shouldn't be able to score. You should not have been able to score that goal against Spurs because someone should have got the ball away from him before he turned it around from his right foot to 180 mm. degrees. And got it beautiful on his left foot, 20 yards out with open space. That shouldn't have been possible, but it was. He's also got so an, awkward to stop. He's also got an amazing ability to beat keepers at the near post. Barcelona last year, Rainer on Saturday. Uh, all the time, he's always scoring goals at the mm. near post. He doesn't do, do what people yeah. expect him to do. There's no yeah, idea. Yeah. If you come at an angle, hit it across the keeper. As he should do, as everyone yeah, He's does. prepared. Yeah. He, he, can, he can reach whichever part of the goal, no matter where he is, like that goal against Liverpool. Almost everyone else, if they'd even tried that, would hit it across the goal. Yeah. That's yeah. why Rainer went slightly that way and couldn't deal with it the other way. Yeah, very, yeah. very clever. Yeah. Weirdly, the only Arsenal player beforehand who used to score goals like that was Pires. He scored an absolute beauty like that against Nigel Martin, who was in goal for Leeds. Took it through one-on-one and just went boom. And then he went, oh, 
That's that's quite extraordinary. Um, uh, enough enough of the, the really really good stuff about um, Van Persie. The huge bad thing we hated, especially to start out with, was was his ability for getting sent off for being a stroppy Dutch guy, kind of in the way the Bergkamp was. I mean, the one that comes straight to my mind is the one at Southampton, which had him getting bollocked by Wenger live on TV as he went off. Um, were there any sendings off or behaviour incidents that sort of um, come straight into your mind, Kev? The Stoke one. That's exactly me, that's and, me and Steve were there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were there. Yeah. Oh. When he when he passed the keeper. Oh. He, was it Simonson? He'd had a yellow already, and he just didn't put the brakes on, and it was just sheer hot headedness. You know, we were losing the game. Um, Walcott had been done by one yeah, of the centre I mean, he, he just lost control, yeah. and. Uh, I mean, basically, he, I mean, he gave a referee no choice. And if I would have been crucified by, I think, Shawcross. Oh, yeah, it was Shawcross. On the, the touchline. Yeah, yeah. it was a horrible game. Walcott, but we didn't have to make it easier Walcott, for them. Walcott had come on as a sub, got chopped, had to go off injured. Mm. And, um, and they were just. This was, was the year before Aaron Ramsey. This was Stoke <laughs> at their absolute worst, kicking us all over the place. Oh, no. And Burkamp just said, right, fuck you, I've had enough of this. Sam Percy. And he went in and charged the keeper, didn't he? Mm. Yes, he did. You know? He did. And the other we left out there, Simon. I don't know. Well, we, last season, obviously, at Barcelona, he ended up going off, and that was <sighs> that was that was you know peculiar. Harsh. Yeah. Um, the, the the misfortune of thinking I'll do what most players do when they're a bit annoyed. I'll just hit the ball anyway. That kind of thing. Mm. I think that Stoke thing was almost like a kind of PlayStation moment. I've not I've not yet scored in this game, so I'll hit him. <laughs> I'll kick him instead. You know, it'll be all right. Mm. Um, it's just almost as simple as if you're not playing a lot and you suddenly get on in a game where you're struggling. And you want to score, and you can't quite score, so you kind of kick something, or you knock somebody out of the way, and suddenly you've got sense off. When you're playing regularly and you're scoring goals and you're winning, you don't do that because you just you just concentrate on your next chance to score. Mm. Yeah, as a you know, he had a, definitely had a petulant streak. He has just thankfully matured in so many ways. I mean, in those days, you couldn't have imagined him being the captain. Mm. Partly, I suppose, because you weren't sure if he's still on the, on the pitch long enough to yeah. to manage, manage a whole game. But he, he is matured so much it's why mm. for me um, I, I'm not particularly fearful of him going it's obviously, obviously possible that he will do but I don't think he, his position now is the same as it's been for others you know Fabregas was obviously going to go back to Barcelona at some point you know Henri you know we weren't doing great he was obviously going to want to try and go and win big stuff and, mm -hmm. and Barcelona seemed possible for a long time no one's been coming out so far and really putting it on the table we want to sign Van Persie Maybe until the last 18 months or so it's been because of fitness, yeah. why, why players are going to be missing a lot. But even now, there seems to be no kind of rumours of particular clubs definitely trying to sign him. It's just it's, it's more the case of, will he sign a new contract with Arsenal? But I'm a bit worried actually because Mourinho likes him a lot. Mourinho wanted him when he was at Chelsea years ago, when, he was, when Van Persie was a kid. Okay. He always spoke about his admiration for Van Persie. He's made it clear this year that he will be on his radar at Real Madrid next year if Mourinho stays at Real Madrid worst case scenario Mourinho comes to Chelsea in the summer oh god and Abramovich says to him bid for Van Persie get him I don't care how much he costs mm. Chelsea come in with a 50 or 60 million mm. pound bid you know this is your this is your present for coming back to Stamford Bridge you can have Van Persie for 60 million mm. Mourinho goes okay fine do we turn the 60 million down I said something that really would help our favour here is that they've kind of done that already Chelsea they, they've spent loads of money on Torres and it completely hasn't worked mm. so you've got Van Persie who knows he's been injured a lot for Arsenal 
and now suddenly he's playing for Arsenal and other players are doing well with him. You know, Song's looking good, Walcott's looking good. He couldn't be scoring more goals than this really anywhere. Might he think, Am I really, could I keep doing that if I went somewhere else? If Mourinho was there, he might say, sooner or later they're going to win the European Cup. They, they've got a better chance of winning it with Mourinho than anyone else. I'll take my chances. Maybe. I hate it if he did. Mm. I hate it if he did, but that's a, that's a real, real, real scenario, that. Uh, Kev, uh, our, our last subject to talk about is the, well, the fact that in the last, his last stage at the club, he's been made captain. Um, bearing in mind that he hasn't, well, touch wood, so far this season been sent off, uh, appears to be writing very well in the, uh, the programme for every game. His contributions, captain, has been all right, hasn't it? I think he's. Uh, it's unusual for a striker to be a, a good captain, but I think Van Persie is a bit of an exception. Um, I do think that uh, he he does inspire the team, and and he does it sometimes by example. He's, he sometimes he does it verbally, um, but uh, I think it's been a good appointment. I think it would be a shame if it did end up just for one year. And maybe there's an element whereby you know maybe he might stay because of the status he's been granted. Um, but I think he's done a sound job as captain. I wouldn't criticise it at all. Um, and and I mean I suspect the way that he might stay is if the club showed some genuine intent in improving the squad around him. So that he he could be convinced that you know he could win something uh, here. Do you think Wenger staying will affect his views? Well, it's interesting because you know we all go back to that Man United game and the the Oxlade Chamberlain substitution and Van Persie's reaction, and it was quite a genuine reaction. Mm. I think he was yeah. genuinely surprised at the manager's decision. It didn't make any sense in in the context of the way the game had gone. Um, I mean, in a way, you know, although Wenger's obviously, in a sense, made Van Persie the player he's become through just being his manager for eight years, um, you do wonder sometimes if if the player of, of Van Persie's status, who's obviously experienced other managers at international level um, and has experienced good coaching uh, in Holland before he came over to Arsenal, uh, ask questions about the capability of this manager to win things because all footballers want to retire with a few a few baubles you know on 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 the uh, display cabinet and um you know van Persie isn't getting any younger Henri moved on to win the champions league and did it successfully um there might be an element of that with van Persie aside from the financial thing which is quite obvious i mean he could quite obviously own a lot more money elsewhere. Here's the scenario, Kev. Well, if Barcelona come in and offer reasonable money, 35 million, he'd is go. He going? He'd go. He'd go. Would Arsenal sell him? Yeah. Okay, he'd go to Barcelona, or ideally, the one thing we want is that the only team that comes with him in the summer, sorry, comes in from him in the summer, will be Man City. Don't want that. Well, well I don't know. I mean, I mean the, 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 the ethos of the board has to change if we're going to hang on to Van Persie. How, how much longer can we become or keep being Barcelona and Man City's feeder club? Well, without, as, as long... Without losing our fucking fan base. As long as the owners are A, making profit, and B, seeing the stadium sell out game upon game. And if you look at this season, most of the games have sold out. Now, I'll give you 
there might be a lot of people who don't bother sitting in the seats they've paid for but on the balance sheets that, that there isn't a column for attendees you know there's just the money they've paid for that seat they've left empty so as long as the money's working out um, the board are happy and uh, they're not too worried now it's when fans stop buying the tickets that we might see this thing addressed in my opinion right that is your lot for this evening we will be back with our next edition in early April but in the meantime if you want to email us about anything related to the podcast the address is gunapodcast at gmail.com and our thanks as ever to our sponsors gunashirts.com I'm your host David Udo saying goodbye and thanks for listening la di da di da la di da di di all good friends and jolly good company way